Welcome to the Boozy Blondes Podcast. She's Molly. And she's Chrissy. We're best friends on a quest to bring you all things boozy. Let's get lit. Pop. Fizz. Clink. Let's drink. Hey Lushes, welcome back to the Boozy Blondes. Today we are going on a journey to Wisconsin where we interview Maggie Skinner, the Director of Sales and Marketing at the Fermentorium. So Chrissy, we go to a lot of bars and what is our favorite thing to do when we go to a new bar? Drink. Well, right. (laughs) Not the answer I was looking for. Good answer. Uh, Give me another guess. We always get stickers. Yeah. Uh, we bring our own koozies. Yeah. And we like to order flights and do a flight draft. Yeah. But I think we also like to sit at the bar. Yes. And talk to the bartenders. Yes. We have learned that that is kind of the most fun and you get the best recommendations. Yeah. So this is kind of how I met Maggie. Um, I was going on a trip to Wisconsin. So I was kind of looking up different breweries in the neighborhoods that I was going to be in. And this one called the Fermentorium caught my eye. And I happened to end up right across the street from there when I was on vacation. So I grabbed Rainer and I said, come on, we're running across the street real quick. I really want to check out this brewery. And inside was Maggie. She was sitting at the bar working and we didn't we didn't know her. But we started talking to her and um, learned she was the director of sales and marketing. And our conversation turned into her sharing um, different beers with us, letting us try a bunch of beers. So that was really fun. And she taught me all about Girls Pint Out. And I started telling her about us and the Boozy Blondes. And um, I asked her, Maggie, would you like to do an interview with us and be on our podcast? And she said, absolutely. And you know now, Chrissy, from speaking with her, Maggie is the coolest girl. She's so awesome. She's so kind. Rainer and I could have spoke with her for hours and I think you and I definitely could have had our conversation going on for, for days with her. Yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy the interview as much as we did. I feel like we were just like chatting with a friend and drinking and laughing a lot. So hopefully it translates <laughs> into something educational, at least a little bit. Yeah. So what was the dough, Chrissy? So uh, the dough while we were um, doing our interview with Maggie was uh, Crispy and the Boys, which is an American logger from the Tank 8 project at the Fermentorium. Yep. So we hope you guys enjoy the interview with Maggie. Yep. Sit back, grab a drink and enjoy. (laughs) Cheers. All right. So we're here with Maggie Skinner and she's the director of sales and marketing for the Fermentorium, which has two locations, one in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, and one in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. So I met Maggie um, in September of 2021. Rainer and I were actually across the street Tosa location at Walters, which I got to give a shout out to Walters because that's one of the best corner bars in the Milwaukee area. (laughs) They had amazing Bloody Marys. But across the street was this beautiful building, a local brewery called the Fermentorium. So I quick pulled up their website to see what was on tap. And I saw Harvest Apple Ale, which sounded amazing. And I said, Rainer, I said, let's sneak over there real quick because my family was all drinking at Walter's. <laughs> and so we ran out the door and we went in and um, Maggie was sitting at the bar. We didn't know who she was. I thought she was a patron doing work because um, I think you had your laptop out and, you know, oh, yeah. and I sat down <laughs> always. Right. <laughs> and um, I ordered the Harvest Apple Ale and Rainer ordered the Oktoberfest and he tried my harvest apple ale and was like, oh, my gosh. And he does not like apple beers or you know, that would not be something he gravitated to. And he 
tried to trade me and I wouldn't let him. So we ended up bringing a four pack home. It was delicious. And the Oktoberfest was awesome too. So anyway, we're drinking and I'm looking at the the swag and, and then we started talking with Maggie and found out that she worked there. And not only did she work there, but she was the director of sales and marketing and, and I'm in marketing. So I just wanted to talk to her the rest of the night. And, um, so yeah, so Maggie, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about your background, how, you ended up at the fermentorium and you know oh but first what are you drinking oh yeah so um first of all it, important things first beer um i'm <laughs> drinking uh, a tank eight uh beer it's one of our side projects with the fermentorium uh it's called crispy in the boys it's a light crisp lager easy to drink easy to you know just kind of maintain your life you could drink it all day and probably be just fine <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tested that personally, but it's a theory I have. So. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted when Chrissy yeah. and I come out there. Yeah. Let's see how long we can last. I'm definitely going to be the first one to drop. <laughs> that how was much Chrissy. crispy can we have? Yeah. yeah. How, much, how much crispy can Chrissy drink? <laughs> yeah. And then say that after yeah. you drink it. <laughs> if you can't say it, you're cut off. <laughs> After every beer, you have to say it. It's kind of like yeah. when you stuff marshmallows in your mouth and see yeah. how, you know. Well, that's a great drinking game. And we're all about the drinking games on this podcast. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so my background, um, you know, I'm, I started at the Fermentorium as the director of sales and marketing. And that position was um, created for me by the owner. Um, he knew that he needed to add to the team. And we had a couple serious conversations about hey do you want to do this and i was like of course yeah <laughs> why not um so yeah it's just kind of been a whirlwind uh since i've been with the fermentorium for three years um and before that i worked for a couple different distributors selling craft beer throughout the greater milwaukee area um and then worked for a different brewery that is no longer um open unfortunately for them uh as my as when i got started but i mean what led me to beer was actually girls pine out uh which is a girls beer club essentially what <laughs> yeah yeah so girls pine out is a uh national uh it was a nonprofit. now i think it's just a national organization with 100 plus chapters across the u.s and our goal is to really just build that community of women who like craft beer, you know, creating that safe space to ask us questions, to learn the, you know, to learn about beer and, and not be judged, ridiculed, you know, to just have that safe space for information um, and to gain new friends. Cause as you, you know, you get out of college, you very hard to find friends. And then if you find friends that you have like something in common with, which, usually people with kids or married couples or I don't know if you go to yoga and you see the same people mm -hmm. that's all very cool but also it's Wisconsin so beer so <laughs> I love that you said it's a safe place to ask questions because while I'm not new to drinking I am new to beer drinking and I mean I personify like the blonde and boozy blondes because I will just sit at the bar and I feel like some of the questions I ask are pretty stupid, but I, I just like honestly want to know 
And the more I'm learning, the more I'm appreciating what I'm drinking. And so that's been a really cool part of this podcast. So I love that part of Girls Pine Out. I just, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's so important, you know, and going in and especially as you're learning, you know, it's like, it's not a dumb question. You just want to know. And you just and you don't know right so that's the whole point of a asking a question but b when it comes about beer there's just so little space or there has been in the past for women to feel comfortable to even ask and so then you you know the whole shame spiral of well i'm too stupid to know anything about beer and i shouldn't Mm -hmm. be here and then you don't feel comfortable even going to a brewery and then what the crap is that that's not even fun for anyone anymore you know what's the (laughs) point of beer and with like craft the craft beer explosion. I mean, I feel like there's always something new to learn. There's like new trends and I see smoothie beers and I'm like, what is this? And it's just teaching me, I mean, just so much education just that goes into all the different developments of different types of craft beers and that it helps you know what you like and you feel more confident when you're out of bar ordering something. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I learn something new every day um, about the industry and, you know, I, I work with our brewer and learn things about his job. I mean, I don't, I mean, I know the general process of brewing beer and I've definitely brewed on a bigger system that we, like we have, but I couldn't brew a beer start to finish and make it taste great. So, you know, that's why I don't work in the brew house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure I could, you know, hone those skills and learn and do that. I just, um, that's not, that's not my goal at the moment, but you know, he teaches me all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, hey, why are you doing it that way? And he's like, oh, because of this, why, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh, okay, duh, that makes sense. Thanks. It's like half science and half art, I think, you know, brewing these different I, beers. I completely agree. It is an art form as well as obviously a science. So, yeah. Well, since we're talking about Girls Pint Out, um, you know, do so there's not a St. Augustine chapter. We looked. Um, when you first told me about girls find out, <laughs> but, um, what, what do you do? You say it's a, you know, it's a group of, of like-minded beer drinkers or beer lovers, so to speak, and, um, a safe place where you can ask questions. So do you approach different breweries and ask them to host either tasting events or learning events or tours or what, what does all this look like? Um, really all the above. We've done everything where, um, I at first wasn't doing super in-depth or I say nerdy when I say nerdy I mean it with um it's a term of endearment at this point um I wasn't doing super in-depth or super nerdy classes and you know we were just visiting breweries we're doing yogurt breweries which is also very cool it's in different spots and visiting different craft beer bars and having like general meetups so you could um kind of bring you know your person as a safety net whether that person identifies as male or female, that that part didn't matter because we do host co-ed events. And so, um, you know, all those meetups and that was fun. You got to meet everyone, got to meet their person. Um, but then I got a lot of requests for trips. So driving the buses all over. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, we did an in-depth ingredient series. So one of the brewers here in just in Brookfield, it's right outside Milwaukee, owns a brewery called Belova Brewing. And mm-hmm. he used to be like, 
I, I think he used to co-own or be the president of Bree Smalt. Um, I'm probably wrong on his exact title, but he was higher up at Bree Smalt. And so he brought in these like sample packs of all these kinds of malt. And he went so in depth in like the sub layer of the grain and how you even get that kind of roast and what you have to do, the whole process. It was fascinating. <laughs> but we did that we went to a hot farm as well so we we went in depth on each main ingredient to really explore and made sure we understood you know everything that we could about that you know and the importance of every product because or every ingredient to beer right because it's not just hops like everybody's like oh yeah hops that's the main one i'm like it's definitely in the top four <laughs> bad joke um but <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's, um, so we just got, we got really nerdy with it and we do a lot of fun stuff and we went to Central Waters, we went to Oso, we do get brewery tours. I try and talk with the owners so that they're there because that's such an impactful mm -hmm. and meaningful thing. And I think, you know, um, you know, we had to see like all the barrel aging process and all the, the house of barrels, as I like to call it, at Central Waters in Amherst, Wisconsin. And they put out some of the best barrel-aged beers in the state. You know, wow. But it was a group of maybe 12 to 15 of us that got to slink back there with the owner. That I, is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. And I imagine a lot of the owners, um, you know, these different breweries, too, are very open to having you guys come there. Because Christy and I, just from our, it's, you know, doing this podcast, uh, the staff, the owners, whoever we get to interact with has been so open and they want to share and they want to teach and they, they're excited about their beer, you know? So I yeah. can imagine people definitely welcome you with open arms, bring a, bring a, bring a big group of girls there, you know, that just yeah, want to drink and learn. <laughs> yeah. It's not always like the biggest, biggest group, but I think, you know, I think there's something you said for the 15 to 25 people, you know, like yeah. that advances the education because then you're showing people at a smaller level you can get into those like well this space is only really fit for 12 but we can shove in here you know yeah that kind of thing um but i i think i would like to say confidently that most of the craft beer community is excited to teach and learn and showcase not only their brewery but how they do stuff and um you know, I nerd out when I go to other people's brew houses because they're not all <laughs> like mine, right? Like we don't all look the same. So we're all different shapes and sizes and it's fun to watch. It's fun to see. That's super cool. So. Yeah. So tell us um, a little more about your brewery then, the Fermentorium. You have the two locations and tell us what, what those are like. Yeah. So uh, the Cedarburg location is actually like an old pet warehouse and it used to be like a pet supplies plus kind of deal um <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously that got gutted out um we'll have our sixth anniversary march of 2022 um yeah and so it's a 20 barrel brew house we have what do we have seven fermenters now eight eight fermenters um we just added two more uh this year uh, we have our own canning line um Part of the production space uh, does turn into an event space, depending on production uh, <laughs> um, and timing. It's mostly on the weekends. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's um, it's a big area, and 
I mean, our tap room, we have a projection screen and we have a mug club of 150. Um, so it's, there's plenty of space, um, definitely a lot of room to grow. Uh, we do have some plans to make it maybe a little more, uh, to up, to up the curb appeal. How about that? Um, <laughs> and, and when it becomes warm again, so spring 2022 is when we plan to make it just a touch prettier out front. But um, that's the main location. Yeah. What's the um, mug club? The mug club you pay into and then you have like your own personal mug. So, and you get a mug club card. And so every visit you, um, there's like 50 visits upgrades you to a 22 ounce mug. And then you get deals on all the beer. Um, so really like if we're selling pints for six bucks and the mug club gets $2 off. Um, every mug club eligible beer, which is, I would say, 95% of our taps, <laughs> yeah. um, they they get a 22 ounce beer for four bucks, essentially. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we That's design. Like cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the more you visit, the better your mug looks. So then we have we have clear glass steins, um, N16 and 22. And then when you hit a certain level, you do a red ceramic that has like, um, it's a very bougie, very fancy. And then we, I know. And then <laughs> 2021, uh, the taproom manager and I upgraded and now we have black mugs that have like a silvery sudsy glaze on the side. And so that's even higher than the red ceramic mugs. So we are we so jealous it... right now. We want to be in this club and we look I know. so far away. <laughs> I feel like it's like having a platinum credit card yeah. and I just want one. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's a sense of pride and, um, and you know, it's an honor, I guess, here. And there are people that have been here every year yeah. since we've opened. They've been a part of the mug club. And so we just, those roll over, right? All those visits. Um, we have a guy who's visited over like 1,500 times. <gasps> yeah. That might be Damn. more than, yeah, than your work days. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think he might be here more than I am, for sure. We need but, to interview uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> We, we bought him a cake at 500 visits. Um, we've had, um, we bought him a specific different mug that was just for him. It was a one-off, but he doesn't want to drink out of it because he likes his red mug. I think he's Aww. probably, he's definitely gotten to a black mug by now. And then what else? Um, yeah, when he was over 1500, I was like, the tapper manager, Mandy and I looked at each other and like, what do we do? So we just... <laughs> We made this voucher for like a party on us, essentially for him and like ten of his friends. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's because really cool. we didn't know what else to do. I was like, I'll cater the food. We have the beer. Like, you can have our event space. You just tell us a day. You need to well, eventually name a beer after him. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be like five thousand. He, <laughs> he has he has his own beer. That's the other Whoa. thing is that when the mug club started, Chris, the owner, thought it'd be a fantastic idea to have like everyone have their own beer oh. except for like he got really overwhelmed because people were hitting that level very quickly oh yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say he's a little far behind and, and future mug clubbers uh you know didn't get grandfathered into that but um uh so anybody who has who's been in the last four to five years has definitely gotten their own beer but yeah That's it's cool. um <laughs> yeah well Let's just i have to keep up with that i have two more questions about this mug club um mm -hmm. the first one 
Is did you say there's 150 members? So is there a waiting list to get on in the there, club? There, yes, there's a waiting list, and yes, there's 150. It's exclusive. Wow. All right. We want it even yeah. more now. I know. Now we <laughs> really can't have it. <laughs> Well, and to top it off, there's 50 Mug Club members um, on top of that 150. So 200 across the board, 50 of them are in TOSA. Okay, that was my next question. If yeah. your TOSA visits go towards your Cedarburg visits and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you yeah, haven't, so you haven't told us about TOSA yet, so I'll save that question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That's really cool, though. It makes it feel like even more of a neighborhood bar. Because I feel like people really like places they can go that they feel ownership and like they walk in and everyone knows their name. I mean, it sounds cliche to say the cheers thing, but it's just so nice. Like we really appreciate that with our own hometown bars. Yeah. Especially because oh, yeah. we have so many tourists here. Yes. So we're like, Hey guys, remember us? Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And they have their own mug when they come in there too, which is even That's cooler. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so Cedarburg, six years in March. Are you gonna throw yep. a party? Oh, I am planning one hell of a party. I am trying my damnedest. Sorry for all the swearing. I followed it. Um it's March twelfth. I've set the date. So it's a Saturday, March twelfth. Um, because I technically it's always around St. Patrick's Day and I'm like oh, yeah. I'm like, You're killing me, bro. Why would you <laughs> yeah. why would you but no, it's fine. Um he technically opened at the end of January, but that's around my birthday and I refuse to combine the two. So, um, but March is when they first had their beers on tap. So we go with that. Oh, okay. That works. Yeah. 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 So we have the whole production slash event space that I just talked about. We're clearing that out. We're going to have um, local artists uh, vend and it's, um, I think there's only really space for like eight um, different vendors and artists in the production area. Um, and then that'll probably be like some mid afternoon with some acoustic guitarist in the area. And then we have a whole list of beers that we're releasing. Um, wow. the owner has his favorite thing to do is around anniversary beers is go by the traditional wedding anniversary gift. Oh yeah. Yeah. So our fourth anniversary was, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, fruit and flowers. And fruit and flowers um, as an anniversary gift sounds great, and especially in a beer, you know, uh, sign me up. Uh, so we did a whole can design. It was called Blue Flowers, which is actually like a hip hop reference. Um, it's it's that's a longer story than <laughs> you than anyone needs to hear, but. Um, but it was hibiscus and pomegranate and then i think it had like pea flower in it too to kind of turn it this blue um and it was this fruited ale kind of tart i it was just such a mix of things uh but it was great and people loved it but that was like literally the beer that we made for our anniversary and then the pandemic hit probably like two weeks before our That's actual cool. anniversary party and i had to cancel all of it that's so sad. Were you still able to sell the beer? Oh yeah, we sold we sold the beer. It was great, um, but it was just I mean, it was heartbreaking to, you know, have all these beers to plan yeah. everything, all these posters, all the social media. You know what I mean? Like everything that goes into an event, press releases, and then just have it be wiped, wiped out. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait. So that would have been. 2020. Did you have a fifth mm -hmm. year anniversary party this past year? 
we didn't. Oh. We didn't because nothing really opened up until I would say June, at least for oh. us. Yeah. Here. And so with all the uncertainty, it's like, no. Yeah. So this yeah. year is going to be a big bash to make up for all those missed parties. Oh, yeah. It's four, <laughs> five, six is what I call it. Four, because we missed four, we missed five, and this is six. And I, um, I got a killer band uh, that I am in the process of booking. Um, they're open. I'm open. So just have to finalize those details. And um, that's for Cedarburg. And then I have to do a whole different version of a party and have live bands and uh, make sure Toth is all good to go. Will they be celebrating the same day? Yeah. No, okay. it's just going to be a, just a a crazy party between two locations. And mm-hmm. every then we're closed the next day. So everybody can recover. <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. generous. Yeah. <laughs> but you, they're probably, what, like 45 minutes to an hour apart? Um, I would say half hour, 45 minutes. It's not okay. a full hour. Yeah. It depends on how you go and the traffic, but. Are you going to have to go to both locations that day? Oh, you know it. You <laughs> bet. Um, no, I travel between those two locations all the time. It's, sure. Yeah. I like load my Jeep up and then like take a bunch of stuff down or like we'll bring stuff up and yeah, all sorts of stuff. Well, all so- the things. How do you pronounce the second location? Because I've never been to Wisconsin and I always struggle with all the names <laughs> of the towns out there. Yeah, it's Wauwatosa. Wauwatosa. And we keep saying Tosa. Okay, I, I was Tosa. like, I'm looking at my notes here <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? And, and do you not pronounce anything before the T? <laughs> <laughs> it's all silent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, I, think it, I think it's actually, um, I don't remember what exact... Uh, Native American tribe, but it means firefly. Oh, cool. oh really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I mean, so there are a lot of bars and like firefly esque things in Wauwatosa. Have you done a firefly beer like on the can or logo or anything? We haven't done a firefly um, on a can except for so we are that barrel house. Um, that's what we call our Wauwatosa location. Um, the you know the Tosa location has its own mug club. And so when we designed shirts this year, we had one of our mug club members who's an artist design the shirts and it was a firefly that kind of hooked into our logo and it was very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love hearing the stories behind the logos and the art that's Mm -hmm. on the can and the names and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, what do you call the toast location? The barrel house. The Barrel House. So when did you open yeah. the Barrel House? Um, May of 2019. It was about two months before I started. Um, and so. are you brewing there as well? Or is that just strictly a tap room? Um, it's strictly a tap room. Um, it, the initial plans were to have it obviously be a Barrel House and have it age um, all the goods. Um, there was more of a fight with the federal government at that time because they want us, wanted us to build all these other like half walls. So like when you submit the plans, right, you get the initial okay. And then when you go back through and like, ch- you know, checking everything off, they're like, oh, well, they like changed it up on us. And I, and it's kind of like, what? Mm. Like that wasn't in the plan. And it's like, that's going to cost so much money. So while he was deciding that we just kind of ran with it. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's, I mean, I just rearranged it last week, actually. Um, we have a parklet now and uh, that had come down for the winter, but like the, we have beer coolers for to-go beer that are in this really pretty uh, wooden and um, like steel, I assume, or some kind of metal trellis. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually housed the barrels. It was really pretty. Um, and so we left the barrels inside, didn't take them back to Cedarburg. I mean, they're empty because uh, legally we, like the government was like, no, you can't have any anything fermenting <laughs> oh, in wow. these barrels. Uh, because if you open up like the bong or people rip a nail out of, you know, the barrel. Yeah then it's untaxed and they can get drunk and not pay for it right oh my god and that's <laughs> government yay yeah. so yeah um yeah yeah that's yeah. not the, that's not this discussion uh so uh but yeah they were super picky which is i mean fine but you know changing the game plan from what you approve to what you know must be so, yeah yeah to i'm like all right well Mm. This is harder than it needs to be. So we um, built a kitchen. <laughs> we built a kitchen well, instead. So Well, that's good because we definitely get the drinking lungies. Yeah. <laughs> I drinking. mean, that that has a lot of weight when we're trying to plan our like boozy travel and we're always like okay which ones have food because we should start there get a base before we do like our whole day drinking extravaganza so i love when there's an actual kitchen Mm -hmm. oh yeah and we're um we're doing like my goal at least is to add waffle fries to the menu because (laughs) i love waffle fries but yeah (laughs) um but we have like tachos, and so it's instead of nachos, it's tots, and oh then or like nachos, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so excited. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying um, you're like have... tachos, tachos. <laughs> don't know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got no, it. It's just, we don't need chips. We need fried potatoes. So yeah, um, those are like our two yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah, she's the tots. I'm definitely like fries. Do you? How about cheese curds? Um, so with the equipment we have, cheese curds doesn't really work, but we have mac and cheese bites. Oh, so okay. with smoked <laughs> gouda, yeah. Our and then we let us do just cheese curds, yeah. do mac and yeah. cheese bites. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'd rather have smoked gouda. I mean, you can get cheese curds anywhere, you know, and I'm not oh, going to compete with, you know, other people who are doing it. Uh, amazingly well it's like you know I wouldn't offer the same so but I'll go with these mac and cheese bites that are 10 times better yeah that's cool because so. Walters across the street they have cheese curds <laughs> I don't want to compete with the neighbor you know that's right uh, so, yeah so we have mac and cheese bites elote bites um barbarian pretzels that are made locally oh. We're going to do locally sourced uh, dogs, too. Um, this is, like, all of our favorite our menu. Yep. Yeah, so we're, like, a buffalo chicken dog. So it's, like, um, boneless wings, toss some buffalo sauce on top of a dog um, with melted cheese and all sorts of stuff. And um, what else? Oh, pizzas. How could I ever forget pizzas? Oh, pizza. um, they're actually made down the street, though, at Cranky Al's. Um, <laughs> cranky owls, and it's a donut place. Oh my um, gosh! They have they have killer breakfast burritos. They have really good donuts, and um, I always go there on Fat Tuesday and get punchkies. That's such a you know Polish German thing to say, but um, what is that? The, so it's this 
donut that is filled and I usually don't usually don't care for donuts and I definitely don't care for filled donuts but I get the raspberry one mm-hmm. and it's coated lightly in like just regular sugar mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's kind of like the level of cinnamon sugar that you put on like cinnamon, it's on cinnamon toast crunch so it's not overpowering but like you know it's there yeah and they're only like punchies are made for fat tuesday and um who knew mardi gras and fat tuesday was such a big thing in wisconsin but (laughs) um it is and i'm here for it it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) it's like the only time i really want a donut is on fat tuesday so oh that's awesome that sounds delicious cranky house makes some of the best and then they also make pizzas that they sell um to local grocery stores or like one grocery store chain and then like two restaurants that I know of. One is a bar in Tosa further down the street, but they have different kinds and then it'll be us and we're on the same block. So it makes sense to have them on our menu. Keep it, keep it in the neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much more local I could get it at that point. (laughs) Oh, well, that's cool. So um, tell us about your distribution. If, not you know in cedarburg or wauwatosa where can we find your beers um um as far south as kenosha wisconsin (laughs) or the border of wisconsin essentially um in illinois we also distribute to minnesota so the twin cities duluth Mm -hmm. rochester um and then we cover a good portion of the eastern half of wisconsin um we're doing, we do have like two different distributors, one for Minnesota and one for Northern Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise we self-distribute. Um, so we have our own boots on the ground, including myself, um, who are out there selling beer. And then we have a delivery driver, a whole delivery schedule and um, just stocking shelves and making sure tap lines are full. So are you focused on more of the retail outlets or other um, bars and restaurants or what's your primary focus for distribution? All of the above. All oh. of the above. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we have tap takeovers at different places. Mm-hmm. In the next few months, um, we have, I mean, ta- everything from tap takeovers to making sure our beer is out on Black Friday because we have a big release coming out. We call it Blackout Wednesday. So it's the day before Thanksgiving. Um, One of the biggest <laughs> drinking days of the year. That's it. We're here correctly. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Appropriate name. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple, there's other ones besides just being blackout um, <laughs> on that day. But we actually, the power has actually gone out in Cedarburg because it got so windy that oh. like it knocked over or like would shake the power line so much that it actually, we did have a blackout in the brewery. Um, and so like the generators kicked in and stuff like that. But at one point, oh, well, thank actual goodness. blackout. Yeah. And then um, the beer is very dark. So that's the other part. Mm-hmm. It's an Imperial milk stout. Oh, so good. Yeah. Like that just made me think of a question that what happens if you guys lose power for a couple of days and you don't, you're not able to get like the generators up. Does that affect the brewing process? Um, well, with any luck, we're not brewing that day. Um, that it, we actually have a power outage. I mean, if there, if he was brewing, if Matt was brewing and the power went out and stayed out and we would have to just toss everything. 
Ugh. in oh, the no. tanks. And like, at least in the brew system, we do have a separate control for each of the fermenters. Um, so those are well cared for. Um, the only thing that we would really worry about if the generators didn't pick it, like kick in would be, um, what is it? Our actual cooler, duh. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, and so, you know, it's just a matter of, it's kind of like your fridge, right? Don't open it unless you have to. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and see, you know, we have an outside gauge reader. So, like, I can, like, see what the temperature is and um, kind of go from there. But um, we did have the power go out for probably, like, a, I would say three to four days in Tosa. And so that cooler was obviously down. And all of that beer, we just had to, like, tap new kegs and I would say clean the lines beforehand, but tap new kegs. Mm -hmm. oh, that's such a bummer. Yeah, that's sad. Are you yeah. guys able to brew year round? Because I know it gets really cold out there. And I was at a brewery that had a really high elevation and it got really cold. And they said it could become difficult to keep the temperatures where they were supposed to be. Um, we have no problem brewing year round. I've never even heard of that. That's fantastic. That's, I don't know if it was because of the high elevation, the air was thinner yeah. and like, they just had trouble keeping, like maintaining the right temperature for brewing during the really harshest part of the winter. That's interesting. Yeah. I, um, I, we've never come across that. Um, it is supremely hot in its own version of its own heater, uh, when we do brew, so it, it keeps us warm, uh, especially in the office because it's right <laughs> off it's right off the production facility. So um, you know, if you're ever cold, just walk out near the, the brew house. <laughs> but no, we've never had trouble. That's fascinating. I've never heard that. Um so you talked you mentioned that um tank eight project. Yeah. Yeah. So is what what is that? Um it started as a joke, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, and then it just kind of rolled into its own brand. Um, the owner had gotten a very small, I think it's an eight, I don't know. I don't want to say it's an eight barrel tank, but it's it literally has a label on it that says tank eight. And it got, it was, <laughs> we got it in an auction. We just needed like a smaller, <laughs> um like bright tank uh so that we could split beers and do different things with like a smaller batch um and that's not how we name our tanks um but he thought it was so funny that he left it and yeah. then we were just like oh i want to try this style of beer we should do something silly like this and we should just make it a tank eight beer that sounds like a tank eight beer <laughs> everything was a tank eight beer and then i was like no tank eight beer like we like kind of looked at each other and we were like so tank eight like, yeah tank eight and now it's like it's brewed on her system and crispy and the boys was the first because um the you know we'd all joke about oh i just want something super crispy i want something super easy to drink like especially you know if you sometimes will crack a beer at like 2 p.m you know if you're working at a brewery and just be like oh, i just want something light i want something crispy and so crispy was born at first it was crispy and now it's crispy and the boys <laughs> um because he has some henchmen on the can so it's just the artwork is weird uh which is great um and a lot of the other beer stylists have kind of come into not trolling the beer industry but like 
just having more fun with it and taking ourselves less seriously you know i mean if you look at the fermentorian cans they're well branded the artwork's great it's very consistent and we love that that's lovely and there are noticeable cans however sometimes you just want a dad bod clown with an axe on your can and that's fine (laughs) that's awesome i do have to say you don't have to work in a brewery to crack cans at two in the afternoon or earlier i know (laughs) no you don't but that's that's how it started for us sure I could go for something crispy. Is it crispy time? Is it a, you know, like you want a yeah. crispy? It's like a, its own time. Yeah. So we do you guys, five o'clock. do you do your, um, the art in house or do you have somebody that does that for you? We actually have multiple artists. So we have a guy who just does all fermentorium stuff. And then, um, one of the owner's friends, it's really just on his Instagram. He was deep diving on the guy's Instagram. He's an artist out in Portland, Oregon. And Crispy was on his Instagram from like 2015 or something obnoxious, like a long time ago. It was just this clown. He's like, oh, could you also mm. like add two of his friends? And like they fine tune some things. Um, you know, some other cans are like TP for my brown ale, which we did. Oh, in the my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's just this like, it looks like this person with a crown on, but sitting on a throne of toilet paper mm-hmm. because, and that art had been out way before the pandemic, you know, and it was just chilling on his Instagram and, you know, Chris chuckled <laughs> and he saw it and was like, oh yeah, we're doing a beer around this. And so it's a peanut butter brown ale because we're, oh, I like we're really having want fun. to try that, but I'm also half disgusted. Like, yeah, I'm like, hilarious. yeah, I like, love and hate it, but. I love peanut butter well, and beer. We're brewing a fresh batch, so I can. Um, <laughs> I've been hoarding beers and putting them aside. So when I send you a box, I was going to send you all the new sweater weathers. Uh, Imperial, yeah, the Imperial Milk Stouts, and then uh, some other fun stuff that was happening. So um, that's definitely on there. But we, yeah, we're just taking it's just for fun, essentially. I mean, obviously, it's uh, its own beer its own brewery essentially you know you can yeah. find it on tap it has its own social media uh i think it has its own license um legally you know um, <laughs> and so we just sell it like any other you know it's like we have two brands this is what that is and we try and treat it within reason as separately as we can um yeah yeah, yeah like you said so, it has its own brand yeah do you so has there ever been a tank eight beer that you guys said oh no this didn't turn out good we can't sell this (laughs) or we don't want to drink it or have Um, they all been successful i think they've all been successful in their own ways yeah (laughs) um the first adult themes um so adult themes it was supposed to be our version of a milkshake ipa and that didn't necessarily hit all the notes that we wanted Mm -hmm. um it wasn't bad to drink. It was just not a milkshake IPA. Um, and so that was, a, it was a triple berry. So it had you know, strawberry, blackberry, probably raspberry in it. Mm-hmm. So it was, and it had a lot of uh, milk sugar and vanilla in it. And it was very creamy and delicious, but it did not resemble a uh, milkshake IPA. So we kind of got dinged, you know, on that. And then, you know, the fruits are not necessarily the sweetest fruits. And so it was also very, it was tartar than we meant it to be. And, 
you know, I think that was the only one, but that was like the first of a series. But some people might love that. Yeah. And I'm listening. I'm like, oh, I would drink that. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. And it's, it wasn't, that wasn't drinkable or tasty. It was just not what I guess he had envisioned in, you know, you know, the artiste in him, you know, (laughs) you know, there was no uh, chef's kiss after that one. (laughs) No, no, but uh, we're on our third variation of adult themes. And so this one is tropical. Uh, So it's, Pat, what is it? Pineapple, orange, and mango. No, is it guava? Mango. I would have to double check, but it's delicious either way. It's yeah, so stupidly good. Um, yeah, and it's one of my favorite beers to you know have as a shifty. It's like, oh, what do you have after a long day? Themes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And the can is Freud in a suit, lifting it up to show his one one of his nipples and then touching it and it's a pierce his nipples pierce so oh my god yeah it's just (laughs) absurd but also the thing is is that people don't understand it's freud so you don't know you don't catch that it's a freudian nip slip right oh Oh my god yeah so yeah so clever i love this christy and i talk all the time about if we had you know our own, our own brand, brand yeah. yeah who would get to name them and who would get to break the descriptions you know because Chrissy is very punny and she's very clever with names and everything but I always tell her no you're such a good writer you should write the description yeah <laughs> like, we, we argue because it sounds like the naming is way more fun <laughs> I I love writing the descriptions I get to write yeah. um all of them for at least tank eight but um because I get to be also as borderline vulgar as I possibly can and yeah. suggestive. And because it's such like, an, no one's going to take you seriously. Like, it's tank eight. The description of Crispy is like, literally, like, this will get you through your day. It'll help you mow the lawn. It'll get you through awkward family gatherings. Like, you know, just like all the things I that Crispy that. is there for, you know? Because that's how you have to write it. You have to, I mean, I used to write about beer for different publications like local publications and stuff like that and like that's what you yeah you just have to like think through it for people and walk them through it and be you know give all the tasty notes but also be as weird and funny about it as possible because it's entertaining yeah having that fun voice i think i mean it's beer why not have fun with it Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And yes. and you get to bring some of your past experience then to your current job, you know, and doing what you love. I think that's awesome. Um, have you created or been, you know, the driving force that's behind any of the beers on tap? Do you get to throw ideas out there for them to, to brew? For sure. Um, so we have a beer on uh, currently called Classic Boat Squeakies. And... <laughs> um, and that we actually brewed at my friend Erica's brewery. Uh, it's Tumbled Rock in Baraboo. Um, and they are, I mean, they're freshly two years old, but uh-huh. um, it's just really her and the brew house. And so we went on this adventure to Door County because she had never been um, to Door County, had never put her feet in Lake Michigan. And I just thought that was um, absurd. You know, yeah, like, I was going to say, unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Granted, she was living in California beforehand, so, like, she gets kind of a pass. But she had been here long enough that she could have ventured to Lake Michigan at any point. And um, so we, I rented this Airbnb that ended up being, like, the sailboat. 
and you so didn't know we, it was a sailboat when you rented <laughs> no, it. No, I mean, I knew it was a sailboat for sure. Um, okay. But like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was that was worded poorly. I apologize. But, no, but I love no. that because that's something I would do and then try to play it off. Like, yeah, I totally knew. It seems cool, right? <laughs> well, like, I, I definitely knew it was a sailboat when I rented it because that was a cool. That was like the driving force. Like, nothing was available that weekend. And, um, yeah, um, <laughs> nothing was available that weekend. And for this beer festival, it was a Door County Brew Fest. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, if I rented this for, like, two or three nights and I get, then I can stay on this boat. Otherwise, like, really nothing's available for a night. I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, that's fine. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Erica, you want to go on an adventure? Like, you know, I know there's still the pandemic and, like, it's just us and like we can just hang out with each other and she was like yeah totally dude so um we she came to the brewery in cedarburg and we drove up and we stopped at the target i think in door county which is like not not great uh because everything's more expensive once you cross into the door is the actual county's name so like once you cross into that county everything becomes I would say at least 20, 20% more, if not more expensive. And so I, um, we made that mistake, but we bought some booze. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we bought like, the necessity. Of, yeah, like, and I think we bought some snacks I, we didn't really go through much of it except for she was dead set on having champagne <laughs> for, for both being very big beer girls. We love champagne. And so we started there. I had a session with white, our watermelon white claw. I promise the story has a um, has an ending. Um, and so we essentially got drunk on Friday night, the day before this brew fest, on this like sailboat. And uh, we started at the brewery because there was a brewery on shore, so it was already docked. And so we just uh, walked our drunk asses down to the boat, continued to stay up, get drunk, drink out of these like little gold pineapple cups at target that have yeah yeah and straws yep two of those bad boys filled those suckers up <laughs> that you paid um, like 24 dollars for yeah. each in Door county oh <laughs> well, probably yeah they're probably like so expensive and it was just kind of like a not to sound old but like a very much yolo moment right like you just whatever it's a whatever like just let's just go let's just have fun i'm tired of worrying about you know if anything's like super absurd i I probably would have passed. I was like, meh, let's just, let's just do this. And, um, yeah. So we just <laughs> got drunk on this boat and I was probably like 2 AM or something obnoxious. And you could, the fenders or like whatever is hanging off boats to keep them from hitting the dock. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're squeaking and the water was moving. Right. Cause water. And, uh, <laughs> she was just, she looked at me in like sheer panic. And she's like, Oh my God what is that do you hear those do you hear the squeaks and i was like yeah man it's just like classic boat squeakies <laughs> and we giggled our dumb little selves you know just to oblivion we just thought it was the funniest thing ever so i don't know how we didn't drop one of our phones if not both in the water but we whipped out our phones put that in the notes app because yep. we're idiots and uh we already have our pastry stout planned um as well the name for that is I want a sugar. I'm looking for a sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know TikTok. where you can sell that yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was just 
you know, I wanted to do the style and she had never done the style. So it's an Australian sparkling ale and they're not very common. And the one I had 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 left such an impression on me that I, um, I couldn't obviously stop thinking about it, you know, (laughs) almost within a decade later. And so I just was like, yeah, I, I need to make this. Oh, and you want to awesome. make this beer with me and then we'll name it something stupid because we had such a fun time and connected and like just had the best weekend ever oh, I you love know, that story. together yeah yeah so, yeah and this is just solidifying my theory that like all names of beers are from some sort of inside joke between like the brewers and the team and stuff because <laughs> like I'll read them and I'm like this is super funny but I feel like it makes no sense but it's probably really funny it makes a lot of sense to the people who came up with this inside joke name yeah I think like I think that's you know for the fermentorium and stuff like that it's not like it's not a fermentorium beer right but it fits for tank eight because it's just weird like of course yeah of course tank eight would have a beer called classic boat squeakies why not i think you i think you let us try that when we were there too i I did i was because i really like that one and you showed me pictures on that trip and that's when you Mm -hmm. completely won me over Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god brainer maggie just like welcomed me into her life she's showing me pictures on her phone so yeah yeah yeah, that solidified my love for you, Maggie. <laughs> um, so I think I also showed you the picture of my friend Erica meeting a goat for the first time. <laughs> and her face is like a kid on Christmas I, getting yep. everything they've ever wanted. Oh. Yeah, the pure excitement and joy. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, and Erica, she, you're a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I just want to bring up, I think, um, Chrissy might have a couple questions for you because it's about time to wrap this up. Maybe some quick, like, fast five questions, but, um, I just have to tell Chrissy because she and I think it's very important to always ask the bartender or someone on staff what to drink, what they recommend, because we love sours. We shy away from IPAs. I am still dreaming about vape life. That cotton candy American IPA, like that was the most amazing beer ever because it tasted like straight up cotton candy. I remember telling, like I texted you, Jesse, instantly. I I got an instant random text, (laughs) vape life. And I'm like, what's happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. And it's another one of those tank vape beers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is that, are you really re-releasing that again? Because I know you had it on tap when I was there, but you didn't have any cans. No, that is no longer on tap. I think um, I considered when I was crawling up like the last two crawlers, just saving one for you. But I'd rather send you a fresh batch in the spring when we when it comes back out. Oh, so. you are going. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. We're I just didn't it again. want it to never be a thing again. <laughs> oh no, that was heart. one of our fastest selling tank eight beers. And really, uh, yeah, and it was, you know, like everyone's like, oh, cotton candy, so obnoxious, or maybe not everyone, but like. It sold really well. It tasted exactly how it should taste, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't bright blue or bright pink, you know, like typical <laughs> cotton candy, the right. cotton candy sugar in it. And it, we nailed it. I think we nailed that. I think that was a huge success, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the brewer to the marketing to, you know, because if you look at the can, the can, well, not you guys, but like, uh, but the artwork for that is an aged millennial hitting his vape, 
you know, yeah. in a rocking chair with, I think, a backwards hat. It's very like, yeah, you know. I because I, I had seen it before. Um, gosh, I don't, oh, up on the your wall mm -hmm. in the total yeah. location, it has all the labels. Yeah, because I, yeah. I was gonna say, I know I saw it somewhere. That's where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Chris, and we get to try this I'm, beer. I'm so excited. The anticipation is killing me. And I, I it's not all hype. Like, no, I know. This is I delicious. mean, I know if Molly sends me a text that is good and that we, just it says needs to life. be in my life. Yeah. It's like, no, we don't. Are, yeah. No, and that's the other thing. It's like, I don't either, but I would totally drink that. I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. No wonder yeah. kids vape. Like, yeah. yeah, this is what it tastes like. I'm like, sure. <laughs> absolutely minus the negative health effects like i get it but <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our fast five all right so i do have some questions for you in the yeah. podcast we like to do something called fast five um so i have five questions for you um that i'm gonna try to get through before we supposedly have a minute left so i'm just okay. gonna dive right in okay. uh sours or seltzers oh Either. I I drink my fair amount of seltzer, though, so I'll go seltzer. Okay. Uh, favorite drinking game? Uh, flip cup. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> uh, would you rather do uh, brewery yoga or brewery 5K? Uh, brewery, brewery yoga. Okay. And uh, your favorite fermentorium brew? Oh, that's painful to pick. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna go sweater weather, but a variant of sweater weather. So sweater weather is an imperial milk stout coming out uh, the day before Thanksgiving on Blackout Wednesday, but we did a variation last year that was called Car Bomb. So we barely aged a portion of it and added like the Bailey's-esque flavor and yeah. it was freaking phenomenal. And <laughs> we have one coming out called Mint Chocolate and I think that might be the next rival to the, to Car Bomb sweater weather. But I mean, that's a that's a very I could go I could go on for that. That's that's just the one on top of my head because I'm staring at sweater weather cans. So that's mm. so good. Well, yeah, Maggie, I was only there for what an hour, and I only think tried four beers, and I loved <laughs> every one. So, I you guys are always uh, in my mind. I just can't wait to come yeah. back. <laughs> you're just gonna start getting random boxes of beers as they come out, and you're like, what in the world? We like, are every... okay with that. Oh my god. <laughs> We'll find something from Florida to send you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Box of that works for me. You'll get a weird <laughs> box of random Florida stuff. <laughs> I, I'm down. I'm Florida's wild from what I hear. Y'all just wiling out down there. I, I just I see sometimes I see TikToks or Instagram posts of like drivers and I was like, Yeah, is that any crazier than Wisconsin? And then you always beat that. You always yeah, beat we... that question. We rule the weird news, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, my last question in the Fast Five yeah. was, um, what is your favorite guilty pleasure drink that people wouldn't expect? Oh. But I feel like you answered that with your your love of champagne. Uh, <laughs> or watermelon. Champagne. That's yeah, true. Yeah, watermelon White Claw is probably my guilty pleasure. Champagne's very acceptable. Mm -hmm. uh, and But watermelon White Claw, for sure, I just party girl central i think any like actual like hard alcohol turns me into like a whole different human where uh she's called party maggie uh, and she and that's a whole that's i at one point at a friend's party recently uh in door county we were playing flip cup and i ran out of beer and so i took my margarita and put that 
in the flip cup to yeah. drink. Yeah. So, so proud. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to leave that there for you to unpack <laughs> without me diving too deep because you already know. You already know. Oh, I love it. I want one question for Fast Five. Yeah. Just to end on a Wisconsin note, um, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? <laughs> Y'all are ruthless. Um, <laughs> I know they're, they're both bums. No, I'm just um, No, and I mean, they choose. are. So I'm going to choose Brett Favre, but I have a reason. And that's because he, my birthday used to be on the Super Bowl. Uh, like at the end of January before they moved it to like the absolutely the first weekend in February. Mm-hmm. And for that, Brett Favre won the Super Bowl on my 10th birthday. Oh. <laughs> All I've, yeah, that solidified it for me. But All right. no, he's a total, not nah, both of them are. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, okay. You want me back? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. gosh. That's my only like happy memory of Brett Barb. So, there you go. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maggie, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you again. And we could talk to you for another like four hours. Yeah, just keep pouring this is beers. so fun. But, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to do a follow-up if um, when we do get some beer, we'll do yeah. a tasting with Yeah, you. yeah, absolutely. I've had so much fun. Thank you for including me. Yeah, um, and hopefully we can do it live in person because I told Chrissy, I said this year, well, right now it's 2021. 2022, you are coming to Wisconsin with me. <laughs> if you guys come in March, just let me know because I'm, I'll definitely find maybe not a sailboat Airbnb, but, um, <laughs> you know, something something as cool and you can have a party with us for our anniversary uh <laughs> yeah you'll want better than a tent it's march <laughs> yeah no yeah we know we don't really like tents anyway but i'm just like just like, come to the party yeah the tent. absolutely <laughs> just uh, camp out in the back of the brewery it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah you said it's really warm in there <laughs> yeah it is it is next to the tanks <laughs> yeah. i want to sleep next to tank eight <laughs> Oh god! Cuddle up with with the clown art. The <laughs> next thing I thought, brewery sleeping bags. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wanted to host a lock-in at a brewery. Oh, oh my god! That would be sick, right? That yes. Nice. I haven't yeah. done that since high school. I don't think I've heard that word since high school. Like, but I lock-in. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Maggie. Well, have a great week, and I'm sure we'll Thanks. be talking with you again soon. Thanks yeah, for your absolutely. time. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great night. You too. Cheers. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with more boozy fun. Well, and make sure to follow us on social media so you can get uh, the drink of the day on Wasted Wednesdays. On Facebook, we're forward slash boozy blondes. On the gram, we are at boozy.blondes. And on YouTube, we're forward slash boozy blondes. Visit our website for recipes and references from each episode at www.boozyblondes.com. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email sharing your boozy stories and requests and pictures at boozyblondespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a chance to drink with us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and more. And don't forget to leave a review. The boozier, the better. If we love your toast to our show, we'll read it on air. Stay boozy. Cheers. Cheers.